NFL analyst and broadcaster uh, on Sirius XM NFL Radio. The great Solomon Wilcox now joins us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Solomon, welcome to the show, sir. Nick and Dustin, hey, thank you for having me. It's been a while, and uh, it's always good to be on with you guys. Well, it's great to be on with you and get your thoughts here. Uh, I'm pretty hyped for this matchup. Solomon, uh, how do you view the way these two teams match up? It's like a heavyweight fight, right? Uh, both number one seeds, but, you know, they say styles uh, make fights, and these two teams have two different styles in how they go about generating point production, particularly on offense. The Eagles are a team that wants to use that RPO scheme and, and use quarterback-designed runs with Jalen Hurts, even though they've got three good runners in Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, and Boston Scott. Uh, but this is a team that's, you know, that's averaging 30 or more points in the postseason and an average of 44 rush attempts per game. So they get off the bus wanting to run the football, whereas the uh, Chiefs do it differently. It's through the air on the arm of one Patrick Mahomes. And even without Tyreek Hill, they found a way to become the league's number one scoring offense. Uh, but they want to do it just by carving you up, protecting the quarterback and throwing it. We'll see which team is able to dictate their wheel on the other and, and prevail in this game. Solid. what do you think about Jalen Hurts? I mean, it feels like he's getting a little bit of, uh, you know, somewhat disrespect because the team around him is really, really good, but people don't necessarily think he's a franchise quarterback. I, however, do. What do you think about Jalen? Oh, well, I think he turned himself into uh, or developed into a franchise quarterback. He's, you know, getting mentioned for most valuable player. He certainly is the most improved player um, during the 2022 season. Uh, the guy that we saw leave the field at the end of the season last year and who he is uh, this season, I think it's greatly phenomenal in terms of the improvements that he's made as a quarterback. I think his leadership skills are second to none. The way that he came in as a rookie and kind of galvanized this team. When you have uh, a veteran locker room with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, uh, guys like Jason Kelsey and, and Lane Johnson, and they bow down to you, they give you the kind of respect that he's getting, then why shouldn't the rest of the league recognize what this guy has done for this team, what he's done for the city of Philadelphia? So uh, whether or not somebody else wants to disrespect, that's on them. But most of us uh, already give Jalen Hurts uh, the most tremendous and profound respect that you could ever give a quarterback. Solomon Wilcots on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We're also joined by the CEO of Medella Springs Healthcare. Uh, real quick, Michael Ewers. Uh, Michael, welcome to the show. What can you tell us about Composure? Well, Composure, and, and thanks for having us, guys, is, is the latest and, and most novel uh, product in the marketplace for stress and anxiety. It's, uh, it's been pretty well documented. Stress rates are at an all-time high. Uh, over the last couple of years coming out of COVID. And uh, we as a company took a charge. We put a small group of uh, medical doctors, pharmacists, and PhDs together to go out and formulate a product for life stressful situations, situational stress. And we all have them. You don't need to be playing in the Super Bowl to experience stress and anxiety. It could be a, a job interview, a presentation, or anything like that. Uh, and this group of, uh, of healthcare professionals, um, they actually uh, formulated Composure, Composure is very, very unique in that it's got 14 different ingredients that work together to actually balance out the stress hormones in the body. And the best part is this formulation is drug-free, it's non-habit forming, and, uh, and the product's available over the counter. So we're here uh, at the Super Bowl trying to get Composure in as many hands as possible. So uh, for your listeners, we have a special offer. If they go to Composure.com, 
and they enter the code STRESSFREE, they're going to get one bottle absolutely free. So just add a bottle to your cart, put in the code STRESSFREE, and you're going to get a bottle absolutely free. And uh, try Composure for yourself. Excellent stuff there, Michael. Solomon, I did want to ask you, you know, uh, Dusty asked you about uh, Jalen Hurts. I wanted to kind of focus on the, the, the Kansas City side of stuff here. Uh, Mahomes and what he's done in five years as a starter is ridiculous. Five AFC title games. This will be his third Super Bowl in those five years. If if he gets his second ring, and we already talked about five AFC title games, three Super Bowls, and two rings, what does that mean for early Mahomes legacy talk? Oh, it means that uh, he is a foundational piece to what uh, potentially could become a dynasty, right, in Kansas City. You start to rack up Super Bowl wins, MVPs, 5,000-yard passing seasons, um, you know, in your first five years, and you're talking about multiples, uh, you're, you're talking about the early stage of what could be a dynasty, right? You're trending in the direction of a, of a Terry Bradshaw, of a Joe Montana, um, and that's the early phase. And you know, linked up with a coach like, like uh, Andy Reid, you tend to think that, okay, there's going to be more of this to come. And so that's, this is sort of the next step into beginning to uh, build that type of legacy. You know, looking at that, you mentioned the D word, dynasty. Do the Chiefs become a dynasty with a win? I don't think they become one, but they're gonna you're gonna start to hear those kinds of conversations. I think it's the beginning of even being able to have that kind of conversation, right? Because think about it, guys. Uh, if they win it, that'll be their second uh, Super Bowl in four years, second Super Bowl championship in four years. Uh, they will have gone to the AFC title game, as you have already met, stated five times, and that's each of the five years since um, since Patrick Mahomes has been a starter. And look, they've already won seven straight division titles. So, I mean, all the makings for that conversation are there. You win this game, now you're having that conversation, and no one can call you crazy. So uh, it's, more, it's more reality and less of a hyperbole. So I know you're a Cincy guy, so I want to get your thoughts on this. I'm not sure if you saw the comments from Jamar Chase on Joe Burrow's contract. He was talking about that. That kind of went viral this morning. Um, what what is the, the the status with Burrow and his contract with the Bengals? What do you think? They're, how how do you think they'll handle it? The status is this: any player drafted, as soon as you're drafted, you're signed to a four year contract. So the collective bargaining agreement states that after finishing the third year of a four year rookie contract you are now eligible to renegotiate a deal or a contract, or, or not renegotiate, but negotiate a contract extension. The team can take a number of different paths. They can um, pick up your fifth-year option, which, of course, of course they're going to do. That doesn't mean they're going to exercise it. They may sign you to an extension before you get to that fifth year. But they can hold you up to five. They can even throw in a franchise tag after the fifth year and keep you for six. The numbers become exorbitant, of course. You're better off like the Chiefs did with Pat Mahomes, signing a long-term deal with a high average of about $45 mil. Um, this is a $450 million 10-year deal that Mahomes is on. The Bengals know what they got. They're not um, surprised, nor are they going to try to go cheap. Remember, when, when, Pat, when Carson Palmer signed this deal, he was the highest-paid quarterback at the time. In the NFL. So the Bengals have thrown money at players who have performed for them. I know there's this narrative 
that they're cheap. And I think you've got to go back to the 70s. There's no evidence that supports that, at least no recent evidence. Remember, they spent $70 million this offseason to restore an offensive line that couldn't protect him in the Super Bowl. What's cheap about that? So I, I think this narrative out there, people are on the alarm, like they're going to screw it up. Uh, you're gonna no. You're gonna give this guy an annual contract of fifty million dollars a year. I would be trying to throw a contract in the neighborhood of what Mahomes is: ten years, five hundred million. He'll be the highest paid player in the history of the National Football League in its one hundred and three years, and that ain't cheap. Solomon, looking here just to the AFC North at large, what is kind of your outlook on the North, kind of moving forward here, not just this year, but over the next couple of years? Let's just say the state of the AFC North uh, is alive and well. It's thriving. Look at uh, you know a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers with a rookie quarterback like Kenny Pickett and the leadership of Mike Tomlin. They're going nowhere. In fact, look at that defense and how good they are. One could argue they're going to be in playoff contention in 2023. I think the Cleveland Browns are one of those teams that the arrow is pointing up. Uh, Sean Watson is going to get better. The fact that you're able to get him on the field for the final six games says, okay, you get the knockoff from Russ. The mystery is removed, and now he's only going to get better. When he walked off the field at the end of the 2020 season, he was a top-five quarterback in this league, and I think he's going to get back there. The defense has to improve in Cleveland. I know they are going about fixing that. Um, I have every bit of confidence uh, that Andrew Barry is going to be able to add to talent and, and the Cleveland Browns with that offensive line and a pass rusher like Miles Garrett and a cover corner like Denzel Ward, those are the components that make you a playoff team. And then, of course, um, the Baltimore Ravens are a proud group. You saw what that defense became once they got Roquan Smith, and now they got to get Lamar Jackson back in the fold and keep him healthy. They'll be must-see TV per usual. And Joe Burrow said that the window – to win a championship is is the rest of his career, and I, I believe me, I believe him when he says it. This guy is of of tremendous championship pedigree. So what did that say about about this division, man? It's one of the best in football. Solomon Wilcott, uh, NFL analyst and broadcaster. Michael Ewer, CEO of Medella Springs Healthcare. Both gentlemen joining us on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Solomon, uh, up. For 2023, I, and I know this is very early, so we're not going to hold this, hold you to this all off season long. But heading into the off season, how would you rank those four teams in the AFC North? Before we even add one player to free agency, before we lose one, yep, I'm doing it to you. <laughs> in draft, uh, I will rate them how they finish: Cincinnati Bengals one, the Baltimore Ravens two, Steelers three, Cleveland four. Uh, until they make some moves, so that's my latest sample size. So forgive me if you if you disagree. Do you think? Um, uh, you know what? Do you think the Browns or Deshaun Watson being elite or bust in twenty twenty three? Oh no, Deshaun Watson's the real deal. I I just tell you that right now. He's the real deal. Now he's got to listen, man. This game is intricate. I told look. I was talking to Mary Kay Cabot. She came on my show on the opening drive on Sears XM NFL Radio before they went down to play Houston. And I asked her, I said, do you think we're going to see some rust? Oh, I knew we were going to see rust. I was the one who had initially that week said it's been, you know, 700 days since he played in his last game. I did the math, counted every single day. 
Um, I know what's required to play in this game at a very high level. You can take the best athlete, but you put him on ice for two years, oh, man, yeah, you're going to see a regression. You're going to see some rust. But that does, it takes work feverishly to get at that level, to be on that razor's edge. Um, he's going to put the work in. He's got the talent, okay? And uh, he'll get back there. But it really is about, you know, playing in the games now, getting back on the practice field and being in the building and getting the work done. It may take time. It may, you're not going to see him at his best in September. You're not going to see him at his best in October. Even if he sharpens the knife quickly, uh, he'll, I think by the time you get to mid to late October, certainly November, you'll see him just get better and better. We saw that with every passing game this year. And I think you're going to continue to see improvement. But ultimately, this guy is going to be there, man. He, he's too good not to be. And I'm telling you right now, he is the ultimate threat. He can have designed runs. He can make plays from the pocket. He can get out of the pocket. He reads defenses very well. And he is a true leader. So you got yourself the real deal in Deshaun Watson. Um, but that's what's going to make this division altogether very interesting. Sully, last thing. Let's wrap it with this. Uh, Super Bowl 57 prediction. I'm taking the Chiefs in this one. Uh, Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes, they win by three. 30 to 27. All right. We also want to get Mike Ewers on this. Mike, you're on Radio Rose. Uh, your Super Bowl prediction real quick here. I'm going to go with the Eagles. 31-24, late drive by Jalen Hurts in the fourth. All right. Well, gentlemen, we appreciate Woo. both of you. We've got a split line here. Uh, we appreciate you. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Thanks, guys. Thanks, All right. Guys. Thanks, you guys.